0: minimalists
1: <laughs> there is no minimalist rule book well until now the minimalists have created 16 rules for living with less a free ebook which you can download right now at theminimalists.com resources enjoy Every little thing
2: you think that you need, every little thing you think that you need, every little thing
0: that's just feeding your greed, oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. Hello, simpletons. (laughs) I was having this thought the other day, Josh. Tell me. When you paint a house on the outside, Uh it gets bigger. But if you paint a room on the inside, the room gets smaller.
1: Is this Zeno's paradox?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's up, y'all? Hello, everyone. I'm Joshua Fields Milburn. And I'm Ryan Nicodemus. And together, we are the Minimalists. Today, we're going to talk about minimalist fashion.
1: We're going to talk about capsule wardrobes. We're going to talk about cleaning out your closet. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of trendy clothing with today's guest... Courtney Carver is back in the studio Ow! today and she, Welcome, has, Courtney. she has a new book hey out <laughs> it's called Project 333 which I'll hold up for our YouTube audience if you're watching this on YouTube now before we dive in uh, Courtney you know our show is not an interview show we don't interview people we we answer questions and so we have some questions here from our audience today but before we get to those it's 11, been 11 years since you launched Project 333 wild I think so right it's almost 10 okay I thought yeah. it was 2010
2: 2010 so it's 11 years right 2010
0: to I mean, 2020 if you're including is the year, 10 years if you're including <laughs> the year 2010 and uh-huh. by the end of 2020 okay you, i think you this is a years. math podcast yes.
2: i've been really <laughs> wor- oh no if it's math i have to go right away
1: um, all right let's say it's been a decade
2: <clears throat> okay fair enough
1: <laughs> and uh so project 333 for those uh, for the six people who are uninformed can you explain what that is and let's talk about why the book now Sure,
2: so project three thirty three is, as you guys know, a minimalist fashion challenge where for three months, you dress with thirty three items or less, including clothing, accessories, jewelry, and shoes. I'm sorry, I know like a lot of people stopped listening when I said shoes. right. But shoes count, but here's what doesn't count. Uh, underwear doesn't count. So if you want to have thirty three pairs of underwear, be my <laughs> guest. Uh loungewear. Sleepwear and workout clothes don't count, but your workout clothes must work out if you don't uh, want to count
0: mm. them. People are still like wearing it. underwear, Ryan. Can you believe this? Not true minimalist, if you ask me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here, uh, here's the thing I, I don't think. I mean, I think I probably fit within the the thirty three items, and you do it for three months. So that that so you don't have to like throw out all your clothes, right?
2: I recommend you not get rid of anything That's until right. after the three months.
1: And so, in a weird way, it's sort of like Ryan's packing party, but for your just your your wardrobe, mm-hmm. and you you just you store the stuff away. You have your thirty three items, and then over the course of three months, you're you're wearing just those items, but they tend to be your favorite clothes, right?
2: They do, and what's so interesting is that so many people who think I could never get down to 33 items are already wearing only 33 items, Mm. but they're still sorting through all their other crap.
1: Right, and they're they're trying on the oversized blue polka dot thing that's going on in their closet. By the
2: way, I am wearing polka dots and something <laughs> kind of blue yeah. right today. yeah there you go yeah <laughs> and,
1: and so but they're they're wearing this whatever is it going on in in their closet they'll try it on and ah, that doesn't work yeah. or they'll wear it throughout the day this used to be me at least where i would put on the thing and i'm like i didn't enjoy wearing it but because it was in my closet i felt mm-hmm. compelled to to wear it
0: it's got a nice brand name so i'm gonna hold on to it right i love yeah. the little
1: pony logo or- what's
0: this what's the, what's the uh, statistic uh we only wear like 20 percent of what's in our closet is that
2: yeah, eighty percent of the time. I don't yeah. know where that came from, but yeah, it sounds but, fair.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, it's it's interesting. I know I totally would have fallen into that back in my corporate days when I had all the suits and the Allen Edmonds shoes and the ties and the different color shirts. Uh, yeah, it's crazy though because th- that that twenty percent of the of the wardrobe we wear, a hundred percent of our wardrobe takes up. our our mental space all of
2: our attention all of our resources i mean when i think about how much money time energy and emotion i've put into my wardrobe over the years i think how could i have done that to something that i couldn't really care less about Mm. i mean even when i thought i loved shopping and clothes i still didn't really care about it so why did i divert all of that energy towards this monster of a closet
1: right and also all this energy that is actually making me discontented in a way now the funny thing is ryan when we go out on tour we're actually getting ready to go on another tour right now the West coast tour and uh as we go out on tour It seems to me always the best dressed people are people who are currently participating in Project 333. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty
2: sure I shared that in the book because when you said that to me one time, I thought, oh my gosh, he's so right. Like people (laughs) really do look and feel better about themselves, even though that wasn't the intended. Goal of the challenge, it is one added benefit.
1: For sure. Now, uh, one stat from the book, and I'll let you talk real quickly about the book here. It says uh, the average woman owns $550 in clothing that has never been worn. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when I was going through my mom's stuff down in Florida when she, she passed away uh, over a decade ago, uh, I, I found she had 14 winter coats in her closet and she lived in. St. Pete Beach and some of those coats still had tags on them. In fact, many of the clothes in her closet still had tags on it. And why do
2: we do that? It's a really common thing. I can't be in a room with people and ask that question. Do you have clothes with tags still on and not have more than half the room raise their hands? I mean, we, I think are conditioned to go after that great deal and we get so excited about it that we forget whether or not it's something we even want in our lives, but we just wanna score that deal. At least that's what, how it worked for me, yeah. and then I'd put it in my closet, and I would never come around to wearing it, and I'd never cut the tags until I wore it, so mm. there it would be with the tags still hanging on it, reminding me what an idiot I am for spending that money.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've had a lot of people, you've helped a lot of people with Project 333. Why the book now? What? Why was now an appropriate time to put this in a book form?
2: So my first book, Soulful Simplicity, had a chapter in it called Simple is the New Black, and it was all about Project 333. And like almost every conversation I have, it became kind of the star of the show. Like whenever I talk about, I could talk for an hour about anything and mention Project 333 for five minutes, and that's all anyone wants to talk about afterwards. Mm. So it made sense that there would be a book really helping people figure out not just how to do the challenge, but to help them with their objections to the challenge and excuses and also find other ways to do it to break the rules to make it really work well in their lives
0: yeah I think what's nice about the book too is because you can talk about project three through three all you want until your face turns blue but when other people talk about it and their experiences with it and you share some stories in the book it really helps other people connect with it a lot better I think So we've well, got idea. some questions here today Rachel in Baltimore <clears throat> is first up
2: I struggle with um, being a minimalist or attempting to be a minimalist. I call myself a wannabe minimalist. Um, And just the thought of enjoying keeping up with fashion. So I think those two things sound very um, separate and probably um, binary, kind of black and white. But I do believe that fashion kind of makes our first impression on people, and yet I have the um mentality that I don't want to spend a ton of money on clothing and keeping up with the Joneses in that aspect.
1: Rachel has I think this is one of the most common sort of things that comes up. Like, I want to become a minimalist. She says she's a wannabe minimalist, or or she just wants to simplify her wardrobe, but at the same time feels this alternate tug of well, in order to make a good first impression on people, I need to be fashionable. What would you say to someone like Rachel?
2: So much to unpack here. Uh, A lot of people feel this way and they either wanna keep up with fashion or they love shopping. And the second part, you wanna make a good first impression which assumes that people even notice what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. And it's been my experience that people don't notice what you're wearing. And that was really a blow to my ego at first, because I used to dress to impress. I used to dress
1: for certain situations. That's a phrase, right? Dress to impress is, is, wow. Yeah, I never even put the two together.
2: Yeah, and I did a lot of like, okay, if I am going to be meeting a client today, I have to wear a suit and awesome high heels so that they know I'm super powerful (laughs) and I can close the deal. Yeah. When I started dressing with 33 items or less, I was working full-time selling advertising, ironically, (laughs) and nobody noticed that I stopped wearing all the things and that I was only wearing this small handful of clothing. In fact, for a full year, I was still with that company while I was doing the challenge, and no one said a word about it. And I worked with the kind of people who would notice, or who, sorry, would say if they noticed, but they never did. And so that gave me so much freedom in knowing that, first of all, that's not how people are really judging you. And for those small select people who are, who cares if you impress them or not? Like if that's what they're going to focus on, you're not going to have that deep connection or meaningful connection that you're looking for anyway, because they're too consumed with their own feelings about their own clothes. Because when they're judging you, they're really not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. Like that's how we, that's how judgment works, right? We say something, but we're really just talking about ourselves and our fears. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
2: So don't worry about dress to impress or prove yourself wrong or right by doing the challenge and seeing if you impress fewer people over the course of the 90 days.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. Like Rachel needs to get behind the why. Like, why does she care about being trendy? If it is uh, about you know, other people's judgments on her. It's like, do you really want to go out of your way to impress people who are going to judge you based on what you wear? Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Retail uh, companies and clothing companies love when people uh, get this insecurity because this causes them to buy more Goods like I mean Rachel, if she is in a professional setting, yeah, she needs some professional work clothes. But does it have to be the latest, trendiest thing? I mean, is that gonna
1: probably not? Yeah, in fact,
0: that might even get in the way in a weird way.
1: something is yeah, so I have a few sort of minimal maxims here that maybe we can unpack together. Uh, first one is trendy is just a fancy way to say soon to be out of fashion. Mm. I mean, when you think about things that are that are sort of timeless when i say timeless i mean within our lifetime timeless i don't mean that like our three outfits we're wearing right now we would have been thought of as insane people in the 12th century in Mm -hmm. england or something wearing this but now if i walked in with
0: like a suit and a boulder hat on (laughs) you would be like what are you doing hipster
1: (laughs) yeah but actually you know we're going to talk about this maybe during the maximal but i've got some really good examples of people who have timeless wardrobes mm-hmm. that would work today the same they worked in the 50s or the 90s or, or whenever in, in between and so my second minimal maxim here which we can put in the show notes as well is trendy looks good today timeless looks great every day mm. and i think that too often when we when we chase a trend what happens is you look at the people who are sort of on the cutting edge of, of trendy Say in the '90s, I'm, I'm trying to think of like In Sync, for example, the band <laughs> MC NSYNC. Hammer. MC Hammer is a great example. <laughs> Vanilla Ice, another yes. great example, right? Um, and, and so you have these these um, trendy folks who were really, I mean, at, at the moment, in that exact moment, were sort of the epitome of 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 cool and fashionable. But imagine. If someone, if, if even if Courtney would have walked in here today wearing the MC Hammer pants or the Vanilla Ice <laughs> outfit, you would have been like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And so, trendy is 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 chasing something, whereas as wearing something timeless is a way for us to uh, still be ourselves and express ourselves, but not in a way that is. Well, we talked about this a- last week with with um, Pete p rollins mimetic desires versus personal desires mm. trendy is a mimetic desire yeah. it is imposed on you by the society as a whole and if you can if you can let go of that i think what you what you do is you actually bring your real self to the forefront yeah, absolutely. yeah you may
2: notice you don't really feel that comfortable in the trendy clothes either because it doesn't really fit you like your lifestyle or your personality so we try to fit ourselves in a not I'm not using that term like fit your body but try to fit into these these ways that we're supposed to look and then we end up feeling like phonies yeah. right
1: right you know if Ryan came in here today wearing a fedora it probably wouldn't work because he, that's not who he is, right? right. The, there are some people, we have we have good friends like Andy Davis. I've never seen him without a fedora. Yeah, and he totally pulls it off. Awesome. It looks great yeah. on him. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he's going to be performing at our Sacramento show coming yeah. up. Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah. Anyway, Rachel, I'm going to send you a copy of Project 333 because I'd like you to try it out for three months. You don't have to get rid of any of your existing clothes. Just set them aside, put them in some boxes and, and make room for your favorite clothes. I bet you'll feel better at the end of those three months our next question is from chloe in well our old stomping grounds troy ohio which is a, a suburb actually it's this is where podcast sean grew up he grew up just uh, just south of troy in tip city and so we have a question from chloe in troy ohio
2: i've recently pared down on my belongings including my wardrobe i now love everything i own and only want to I only kept the items that are most versatile and look the best on me, in
1: my opinion. However, no matter how confident I feel leaving the house, it seems that when I see other women who look trendy and fashionable, I start to feel my confidence
2: dissipating. I'm not sure why this happens. and was wondering if you guys tend to feel
1: this way, too, um, or if you have any suggestions to keep me from giving in to the temptation of expanding my wardrobe just to look trendier um, when I feel this way. Courtney, I've certainly noticed this with me and, and with other people, where we we simplify, but then we still feel the tug of of the tantalizing consumerism, mm. and and so we see other people, and of course, the best recipe for discontent is to compare ourselves to the lives of other people. It's why Instagram is really good at making us feel bad about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you could tweet that, Sean. Um, so, Courtney, when when. <laughs> I don't know if you ever struggle with this or if you work with people who have struggled with this, but quite often we we feel good about ourselves until we see someone else and then all of a sudden we feel like we have to do what they're doing.
2: Yeah, interestingly, with this challenge, I found myself becoming more confident because I wasn't relying on my outsides to exude that confidence and show the world how put together I was when the reality was I wasn't, all that put together. So I felt, again, like we were talking about earlier, just kind of fake. So really starting to become more me, dressing for myself, and and just being myself, even though that wasn't probably measuring up to a lot of people's standards in terms of being put together, I felt better and more confident. But I can understand when you see someone else, especially in the very beginning, that you think maybe I should be doing that too. And that is the <clears throat> the comparison trap. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is, is a trap. Like mm-hmm. There's no winning, no getting out until you decide, I'm not gonna focus on that. I'm not going to compare myself to other people. It's a huge mindset shift, but it really is the only way to break that, kind of that, oh, I need that because those shoes are so cute that she has on, or mm-hmm. she looks so darling in her blazer, I'm, I need that because you know that when you wear that blazer you're going to look different like it's not going to look the same on you as it does on her or on a mannequin or whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, I think Chloe really what she wants is she wants to, you know, stand out in her own individualized way and she's looking at someone who who is standing out and she's like, "Oh, I want to stand out like that." But there are ways to do that with a capsule wardrobe. I mean, I, you know, wear black all the time and I wear orange shoelaces because it's like one little thing I can like pop off and like not just have this whole gothic look going on. But to your point too, Courtney, like when I talk to people, my personality is the color. Like that is that is the the the, the trendiness or that is the accent. That is who I am. And people they might look first at me which i would argue with this wonderful smile they don't think this but maybe they look at me at first and they're like <laughs> and they're like man that guy he looks like god he looks gothic wearing all black but as soon as they start to talk to me they realize that like i am far from that mm-hmm. uh, so yes uh chloe please don't pressure yourself to look like so-and-so who has the awesome blazer with shoulder pads. Are women still doing shoulder pads these days? I have no idea. <laughs> but like, yeah, don't don't compare yourself to others. Just be yourself and uh, your personality will speak for itself. But again, if you do want to do a little, you know, be a little trendy and kind of stand out a little bit, pick something like your shoe. I mean, I think there's something small you can do that'll help you stand out and still look, you know, a little trendy. You know, my my wife
1: deals with, uh, this, she, her and I were talking about this just a couple of weeks ago where she's like, I always, like, I see someone who's, who. in fact, she just wrote about this on, on her blog, uh, minimal wellness. Um, but she, she was like, you know, I see someone who is really trendy and all of a sudden I feel compelled to dress like that other person. But of course, uh, whenever I, th- I think Bex almost always looks best. Like she never looks better than when she's wearing like a white t-shirt and like some faded blue jeans like like there's something elegant about simplicity i think with with minimalism the bones are the beauty of the thing now courtney you talk about this in the book though it doesn't mean that everyone has to go out and and dress in all monochrome either right
2: yeah it's really interesting There's so many colorful patterned capsule wardrobes out there and oftentimes like the first thing usually i hear from people when i show my wardrobe is oh, it's so boring, like so much black, so many neutral Mm. colors. But here's the thing, my life is really interesting. And before when my wardrobe was every color, every pattern, everything, I had to give so much attention to it because of course only one thing matched with one thing Mm. that I think it took away creativity from other areas of my life and made other areas of my life boring. And so to switch that was such a great trade. I mean, now everything I wear goes with everything I own right uh, it's kind of like do you remember geranimals
0: no
2: you don't do no. you what are they geranimals animals, no I, maybe I don't remember how to spell it you make it sound like the Tony the Tiger
0: animals <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it was this little system for kids forever ago where they were like they had little pictures of animals to tell what matched with what
0: oh, oh. I'm almost uh, sure it was
2: called Granimals. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. so yes, you can wear whatever you want within these 33 items. It can be colorful. Black's not the answer for everyone. Right. Um, but for me, even when I had all the things, I was still wearing mostly black, like mm-hmm. the items that were, because I was just more comfortable in them.
0: Yeah. I, I love the, what you said about, you know, how you have an interesting life or maybe an, an exciting life. It's like, do you want to have an exciting life or an exciting wardrobe. Like you don't have to have both. Yeah. And and
1: I think part of it has to do really with with priorities here. And it's not that you want to not make – your wardrobe a priority at all. It just seems that maybe sometimes we put too much emphasis on the wardrobe and as though if I buy this shirt or this blouse or this pair of jeans, then I'm going to feel more complete. Andy Davis has that great line. We were speaking about Andy Davis a moment ago. He said, we struggle to pay rent because jeans are expensive. And that is really just highlighting mismatched priorities right Mm -hmm. and so chloe i also want want you to get really clear on what your priorities are i'm going to send you a copy of our book essential it's an essay collection with uh, 12 different chapters about 12 areas of intentional living one of those chapters is about getting your priorities straight i think you'll find a lot of value in that so if you like our podcast you'll like the audiobook version of that or if you want the book book or the ebook version We're happy to send those to you as well. All right, Ryan, what time is it? You know what time it is? It is time for us to answer your text messages. Yes, indeed. Uh, you can text your questions and comments to nine three seven two zero two four six five four. 202 Those text messages go straight to Ryan's and my phone, mm-hmm. and we answer our favorite questions on the podcast, or we'll also respond to you directly via text message. Now, we can't answer every single
0: question, <laughs> but we do reply to a lot of them. I got in there yesterday. I was like... Instantly overwhelmed. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not going to do this right now.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll hop in there for like half an hour or so, yeah. and I will just respond to a, a bunch of people, as many people as I can. Now, during the lightning round, this is where. Ryan and I and and Courtney today, we answer questions with just a short shareable less than 140 character response, and we put the text to these minimal maxims in the show notes so you can copy and share our pithy answers on social media, and you can find all of our minimal maxims in one place over at minimalmaxims.com. Now, Courtney, don't worry. You don't have to actually making 140 characters we just ramble on a bit until we get something good oh by the way this text message thing uh again that number 937-202-4654 we're getting ready to be we're gonna be in salt lake city next week strangely oh, funny. Mm-hmm. so we're gonna i think we're gonna do we used to do these like little small events called tweet ups remember tweet ups back in the day mm-hmm. where we'd send out a tweet and then you know a dozen or five dozen people would show up at a coffee shop I think we're going to do that with the text message group now. So if you text us, we'll be able to send out a text just to people who are in the Salt Lake City area. And then as we go to more cities, I'd love to try this this model out and have a few dozen people just show up at a coffee shop. So the only way that you'll be able to know, and maybe we can drag Courtney out to this to this event because she lives in Salt Lake City. <laughs> we'll we'll let you know about it. And no uh, pressure. <laughs> yeah, lots of pressure. <laughs> anyway we got a question here ryan from erica from
0: erica how do you ensure your clothes last longer i wear the same clothes that i love but they need to be replaced quicker especially shoes
1: so that was the thing about the challenge right about project 333 is like you lose people at the shoes right Mm. and and so erica is asking how do i make my clothes last longer and here's one my so my minimal maximum is I'm recycling our most popular one here love people use things mm-hmm. because she said i wear the same clothes that i love and and, and i want to discourage you from loving your clothes and i i want you to enjoy your clothes i want you to use your clothes i want you to feel good about the clothes that you're wearing when we love the clothes, I think sometimes what happens, is, and we need more words for love anyway, yeah. right? Because like, she
0: doesn't mean that she like heart throbs over her clothes, and if her clothes burn up, she would have a funeral for them and cry. It's 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 just a word that we kind of throw out there, not right. really thinking about.
1: The problem is with the language we use also has a weight to it, right? And so I I, I try to save that that word. In fact, that we've got Ella saying, you know, I don't love my toys. I love mom. And, and so like trying to use the more appropriate language. So saying I enjoy my clothes or I use my clothes, that's one way to maybe untether from from that feeling you have. But Courtney, um, she, she says, yeah, I, I want quality clothes, but um, I feel like I, I always have to replace my clothes. What do you say?
2: I say do laundry better. Oh. <laughs> yes. So. People ask me about laundry a lot. Like I'm really surprised. I think my next book is gonna be all about laundry. <laughs> <laughs> because it always comes up within the context of the challenge. And Can you fold your socks better than Marie Kondo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to fold my socks. You, God.
0: Wait, you have socks?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh so I don't do any more or less laundry than I did pre-project three thirty-three. However, I do laundry better. So I wash all my clothes in cold water and I line dry almost everything. So that's what I recommend. I think it'll really help in terms of your clothes lasting longer. Just don't Mm. put them through the dryer. Mm. Um, And if you do put them in the dryer, use like a wool dryer ball. Do you know what those those are? Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. And fabric softeners so bad for your everything chemical like, sensitivity mm, so bad that. yeah terrible. it shouldn't be in your house uh so yeah with
1: detergents like the, yeah. the wrong detergents they have all the chemicals they'll destroy your clothes
2: there are some great affordable eco-friendly detergents i don't know the names of any um and now a word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> not us uh just kidding so yes that's how to make your clothes last longer and otherwise think about it like this when your clothes didn't wear out you had all, it's because you had so many backups so it's not like replacing something is worse than owning 12 versions of it
1: right right i mean that that's the thing i'd rather have one high quality pair of pants than 10 crappy Pairs of pants that I mean that that does that's worse for the environment. It's also worse for my psyche and for my closet and for my home and everything else, right? And so having the appropriate amount doesn't mean you're going to have to never replace. You're not going to buy 33 items of clothing and say, "Well, I'm set for life." No, I'm set for a season. Now it doesn't mean a literal season, but whatever that season of your life is. But occasionally, you got to replace some things. I have my shoes re- resold from time to time, but eventually. I have to have those replaced even and it's okay. Mm. It's not about consuming nothing. It's about consuming less because you're consuming more intentionally.
0: Yeah, and when you're wearing like the same clothes like my jeans, for example, they will wear out within and well, if before I was started getting Mission Workshop, which this is not sponsored by Mission Workshop, they just have really good high quality jeans. Uh-huh. But before that I was wearing my jeans out probably once every six or seven months um, I never wash I never what washed- are you doing. I never <laughs> wash them well you know it's funny Josh him and I will like purchase the same exact like phone or you know like our laptops that we got however many years ago like we get it at the same time and my stuff will always break and wear out first <laughs> <laughs> and Josh has very uh kindly lovingly pointed out to me I'm very rough on my things okay uh, because I you know I'm not um uh, yeah I, I don't care about how they look or yeah, and I'm, I'm, little, yeah I'm I'm a little yeah I'm I'm very enthusiastic <laughs> with my things but what I'll say though is uh, and my and this leads into my pithy answer which is err on this err on the side of quality not trendy so when I uh, go to purchase clothing um I am looking for a high quality product and like like for example my t-shirts again not a sponsor uh but they're from son of a tailor and they do really awesome work like you they'll literally give you a shirt that fits you great um you send them measurements they'll send you a couple shirts you try them on if it looks good you order some more and they're a little bit more expensive per t-shirt but like i've had these t-shirts for like going on three years now mm-hmm. and like they haven't i mean they're starting to fade a little bit but but three years though whereas before i would get like an american apparel because it was it did look good on me an american mm-hmm. apparel like at some point was like you know cool and trendy mm-hmm. but they would wear out really really quick i'm wearing an
1: american apparel shirt right now (laughs) um and that's that's actually a really important thing to highlight when you say Courtney, like what works for ryan may not work for me may not work for you and and vice versa right and so it's not about what's appropriate for someone else and then applying that to our life it's figuring out what's appropriate for you
2: right yeah there's no you can't say this is the rule and it works for everyone Oh, i wish i could uh you just have to figure it out but by playing around and 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 just seeing
0: It would be so much easier if that was the case, isn't it? I don't know why, but like...
1: Here are the seven brands I can't live without, and you shouldn't either. Well,
0: you know what's interesting is I was having this conversation yesterday with uh, Jillian and Nathaniel from the Bergamot. uh, Great great band, by the way. Um, If if our listeners haven't heard of them, check them out. But I was talking about how we human beings obsess over the one. like We are so fascinated with the best, the greatest... I mean, to the point where like most religions are monotheistic these days. It's like we are so obsessed with the perfect one because it's so much easier if we could just be told what the one is. But you know what? If you want to find the one for yourself, like it takes a little bit of work.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that mentality of the only shirt you'll ever need or the only whatever that you'll ever buy, that it, it's appealing because it... It seems simple, but it's actually simplistic, and there is a, a difference between the two. When we oversimplify something that requires a bit more nuance, what it actually creates is a form of, of Spartanism that is also not healthy. I mean, hoarding is one side. Spartanism is the other side of that same,
0: that same coin all right before we get into our added value segment and our listener tips today it looks like we have a bunch more surprise questions this week yes we do ryan what is
1: the best place to shop for minimalist clothing we've we've got several places we can talk about who are the most stylish minimalists you know we'll talk about some stylish people i'm looking at one (laughs) He's looking at Courtney right now. Uh, How how do I let go of the regret I feel for getting rid of previous clothing items? That seems to be a big one. This one came up a lot, right? Also, how do I create a minimalist fashion brand that bucks consumerism? We might argue about that. What are your best tips for online shopping and what to avoid? How can you keep a very small wardrobe from feeling boring? How do you incorporate bright colors and patterns without looking like you're wearing the same thing repeatedly? And what are the Five best and five worst clothing companies in terms of sustainability. Plus, we're going to talk about capsule wardrobes and much, much, much more, several more questions for Courtney Carver. And if you want to hear all that, listen to this week's Maximal episode. That's right. You're currently listening to our weekly Minimal episode. But each week, Ryan and I record an entirely different, much longer, much more personal, maximal episode on the Minimalist Private Podcast, which gives us the space we need to talk about things we don't usually talk about in public. Also, it's the best way for us to fund this podcast keep it 100% advertisement free. When you subscribe to The Minimalist Private Podcast on Patreon, you'll also receive a personal link so that our maximal episodes play in your favorite podcast app. Find all the details
0: at theminimalists.com/support. Ryan, what else? Here are some voicemail comments and tips from our listeners. Hi, this is Nancy from Iowa. My 91-year-old mother who lives in a senior apartment complex
1: stayed at my home for Christmas. We watched some DVDs that my middle millennial children watched years ago. These Disney movies, musicals, and teen comedies were things that she had never seen before. She laughed a lot, and it got me thinking that most seniors in her complex had not seen these light-hearted comedies and musicals either. We boxed up all of the movies my children loved, but now stream instead, and
0: donated them to the senior complex for their weekly movie nights. These movies are now also seen in the neighboring nursing home.
2: Hi, my name is Chime Pasevek. I just wanted to recommend a book called Simplicity Parenting by Kim John Payne and Lisa M. Ross. And it talks about similar things, about how to parent simplistically. Um, And I also wanted to recommend Waldorf Education, W-A-L-D-O-R-F, founded by Rudolf Steiner this kind of education Um, I'm a Waldorf teacher and it really um, just aligns with a lot of the principles that you talk about and I think it's a really great source, a really good choice for education if people want to live aligning with minimalist
0: ideas.
1: All right, y'all thanks again to Courtney Carver for joining us today. A few things, check out her book Project 333 also Her and her daughter Bailey have a new podcast together. You got to check this out. It's called soul and wit. We'll put a link to that in the show notes and you can find her blog as well. The thing that inspired us very early on when we first embarked on minimalism, it's called be more with less. There'll also be a link to that in the show notes and real quick for right here, right now, here's one thing that's going on in the life of the minimalist. Actually two things, Ryan, uh, uh, at the end of last year, or the, actually the beginning of, of this year, you know, a lot of people make resolutions, right? I want to read more. I'm going to read 52 books this year, a book a week. And sometimes these things become so like outlandish, we just give up really quickly. Right. But uh, I know a lot of people do want to, to read more and, and read more books specifically. And so I wrote this essay called Why Did We Stop Reading? And I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes as well. But in there, it also talks about the four my four favorite recent books that I read over the course of the last year. So uh, I, you and I are very fortunate, we get to read quite a few books just for the podcast, in fact, but um, I read quite a few books last year and the four that really stood out to me, uh, they're in that essay. So I, I sort of talk about them and why they really resonated with me. You can find that at thementalists.com reading. And also Ryan, we're getting ready to go on tour.
0: Yes, we are. So I think we should
1: talk about this right now. Okay. Let's announce the tour guests that we're going to have. So we're doing eight tour stops, Mm -hmm. and uh, help me out with my math here. If we're doing, we're going to have two guests at each stop. We're going to have a musical guest, Mm -hmm. a special musical guest, and then we're going to have a special podcast guest Yes, at each stop. So if we have two guests at over eight stops. I believe that's 16 guests. If my maths is right. (laughs) He's got his calculator out for this one. So uh, you are correct. And we're going to have 16 guests. We're going to talk about each of those. Let's just sort of start from the south and and work our way up. In San Diego, I'm doing this from memory. Our special musical guest is going to be Rayleigh Nicole, who we love her music. She's actually opened up an event for us in San Diego before. And so we're going to have her back. She is wonderful. And and it's like the perfect San Diego vibe sort of music too. So Mm -hmm. she's going to open the show with that. And then... Our friend Leo Babalta, who has never been on this podcast before, yeah. strangely, yeah. he is—he just moved to San Diego. He was in our documentary. He's certainly one of the people who inspired us early on to embrace and embark uh, uh, on this minimalist journey. Uh, on this minimalist journey, but he is going to be our special guest in San Diego, and that is going to be what a great stop. Yeah, he's uh, so insightful and. You know, full of that Zen wisdom. Yeah. And hopefully that'll rub off on us, and he'll be answering your questions with us on stage. Uh, Moving up north, uh, we're going to be in Orange County. Erwin McManus, who has been on this podcast with us before, one of my favorite episodes that we've done. He'll be the guest there. And then our musical guest in Orange County is going to be Rosie Golan, who's also been on our podcast before. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a fun event. And then in Los Angeles... Uh, Who's going to do our music in Los Angeles? I don't know. Lee DeWise. Oh, yeah, that's right. You booked Lee DeWise. I know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, It all starts running together. No, Lee is... Yeah, he's one of my favorite artists, man. Uh, It's such
1: a great live show. Yeah, he's been on our podcast before. Yes, he has. And he has such... You and I have seen him live before. And what an amazing live show. So he's going to open up with a few songs. And then we're going to have Eric Weinstein as Mm. our podcast guest in Los Angeles. So we keep going north... Uh, in San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be good. So, the podcast guest and the musical guest are actually the same guests in San Francisco. Mm. One of my, maybe my favorite podcast episode of all time that we've done is, is the one we did with Matt Nathanson. Yeah. And so, he's not only going to be our podcast guest, but he's going to play some of his hits. Uh, at the at the opening of of the podcast in in san francisco wait a minute if he's doing both then my maths were wrong (laughs) no it's so good it's 16 slots (laughs) he's just (laughs) filling filling two of them okay okay and then we're gonna move uh well i was gonna say north but it's really more east to sacramento In Sacramento, we're going to have, as our podcast guest, T.K. Coleman. Yeah. And then Andy Davis is going to be the musical guest. Yeah, man. So we all love T.K. He's been on this podcast more than anyone, Mm -hmm. and he's going to be at our Sacramento stop. So you can come out and join us there. And then moving north, uh, Portland. So actually, our last three stops have the same musical guest, and I'm excited about that because it's one of our favorite people, uh, Canyon City. So yeah. Paul from Canyon City, he's he's opened up for us several times in the past, mm-hmm. uh, has one of my favorite albums of all time called uh, Satellites, and he'll be at those last three stops in Portland and Seattle and Vancouver. Actually those are the first three stops last three on my list here. So he'll, he'll be there. And then Kevin Rose will be our podcast guest in in Portland. And then in Seattle, Noah Gunderson is going to be our podcast guest there. Yeah. We've never talked to him, never met him. One of our favorite musicians, yeah. but he has a heck of a story and I can't wait to talk to him about that. And then finally in Vancouver to be announced. I'm still working. I, I'm, I'm waiting on one final approval before I can announce this. So if you're in Vancouver and and uh you're looking forward to it so am i and i can't wait to announce it so coming very soon if you're on our email list you'll know about it but those are the 16 slots that we're filling so it's not just the josh and ryan show with podcast sean and jordan and jess in the background we're going to have some amazing people at these stops we're going to answer your questions we're going to talk about minimalism we're going to talk about philosophy we're going to talk about a lot of stuff and uh you can find all the details at theminimalists.com tour get your tickets Well, you still can. Hope to see you there. Um, Oh, and by the way, we talked about doing the Salt Lake City tweet up, but with text messages. Yeah. We're going to do that in more cities if this one works out well in Salt Lake City. So you you can text us uh, 937-202-4654 is the number that goes to both Ryan's and my phone. We try to respond to as many people as we can, even though we can't respond to everyone. All right, you can follow The Minimalists on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Minimalist. If you have a question, comment, or minimalism tip for this podcast, email a voice memo to podcast at com. Comment on this episode at youtube.com slash minimalist. If you want our show notes in your inbox, sign up for our email list at theminimalists.com. You'll also receive our simple Sunday emails each week. For our added value this week, this one is for podcast Sean. Uh, it's certainly one of the people that was a big influence on him for a long time. It's it's amazing that um how we're touched by people that we we never meet, right? We don't get the opportunity to meet. And mm-hmm. so uh Sean is a drummer uh, a, a, and and he was very much influenced by Neil Peart from Rush. And so I thought we would listen today to honor uh Neil who who died recently. Uh, we're going to listen to Second Nature from Rush's album, Hold Your Fire. And nice. if, you leave, if you leave here today with just one message, we hope it's this. Love people and use things because the opposite never
0: works. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. A memo
2: to a higher office Open letter to the powers
0: that be To a god, a king, a head of state of industry
1: To the movers and the shakers Can't everybody see
0: Not to be second nature I mean the places where we live Let's talk about this sensibly
2: Patience,
1: but something's got to give. I know
0: you're-